Okay, here we go. Season four, episode one. Welcome to Walk with Wade. I'm very stoked you're here. This is going to be a big one. Uh, as every season change kind of comes with a change in my life, and this is definitely a big one and one that I'm very excited to embark on. Uh, so this will be more of an announcement video. I want to announce to you that starting this past couple weeks here and moving forward, I have began a journey into pursuing a career in professional acting. This has been an idea that has been in my mind forever. So I like to think these days that there is this spirit behind us all. I'm not very religious. I like the idea of thinking that this is how it works. This, this is basically what I've grabbed a hold of and said, okay, well, if I'm going I'm to run my life, this seems to be the foundational pillar from which it can start from. And I like the idea of this one. And basically it is that within us all, there is this spirit, some essence, some something. There's some sort of bigger thing going on here above us that I have no idea. And there's this spirit in us. And I like to think that that spirit's here, probably on some sort of uh, pillar of its own pathway to whatever. And it is here to experience a life. And within us, it uses our body and our mind as the vehicles through which to experience that life to feel the senses, to make decisions, to, uh, you know, connect and engage with other humans and their spirits and things like that. And anyways, I don't want to go into too much craziness with that, but that's what I think. That's what I've come across, and, and I can explain in another podcast how I reached that determination. It's actually from an interesting little uh, kind of yogi-like mantra from a video uh, that I saw online. <laughs> And then I just kind of uh, implemented it and it made me think deeper. Anyways, I think that the voice that is in us, that voice in your head, comes from that spirit. It's its way of communicating to the mind its desires, its wants. Now, our mind, for the most part, I like to think is our logic, our survival, and then our body is the tool that operates within the world. And the mind can control that. And the spirit is coming along for the ride. It's got some influence, but the mind basically is still the driver. And for the longest time that I've had this interest to become a professional actor, I've dismissed it and ignored it and laughed it off and buried it in my mind. I think as growing up from childhood to now in 37, I think there's been different reasons why when I have been, when, when that voice has uh, surfaced and said this to me that I've dismissed it as I was a child. Definitely. You know, what are my parents going to think? What are my friends going to think? You know, uh, I just grew up in a small town, central Pennsylvania, you know, things are just kind of like the way they are. And if you go outside the lines too much, then you're just a little bit of a weirdo, you know? And, uh, I was all, I've always my entire life been in the interest of, um, you know, trying to get along, trying to please others, you know. And then as I grew into adulthood, you know, a lot of trying to make my parents proud, you know. And so those worries of what they think about something like this were certainly there, and friends. And um, along the way, also, I, you know, since I wasn't attacking that interest, you know, other interests were there. And as I continued on in my adult life, I've grabbed a hold of different interests and you know, for a half second may have weighed them against my deepest passion, which still scared me to do. 
But I had these other interests, and these other interests, if you were to Google them and look and see how to get somewhere, they always had basically a proven track record to success. You know, the military, basically serve your time, do your thing, and you move your way up. Uh, then a software development, again, learn the skill, people pay you for it, do it more, you get to do more. It's always like these linear pathways of success that are very easy to reproduce based off of what others have done. And so I've just like kept going with it, kind of thinking, well, if I'm too scared to do this other risky sort of crazy passion that I'm afraid what others would think of me as, I can do these other things. And the society as a norm seems to say these are okay pathways that you can be proud of and others can be proud of you. So I would pursue them. And I did just fine with them. I, I could say that I was successful in the military. I was successful in software engineering. I've been successful in uh, technical education with software engineering. I've, I've, I've moved forward and, and have lived quite a life. And what I've learned along these ways is that in different levels of success, I have still never felt fulfillment. Only in brief moments where I would get to the pinnacle of some sort of challenge would I feel this success feeling, this I hit the goal feeling. And then it would subside and I would go back to the day-to-day -day life in that thing and not be fulfilled. I wasn't fully in, I wasn't fully interested. I wasn't fully into the idea of mastery, to getting further, to really sinking in. Um, I've never done something that I felt like I would want to continue trying to be better at in 20 years. And then there's this thing, this voice in my head that says I want to be an actor. And recently, as of like a year ago, I began this introspection journey, right? I had that last breakup, which prompted me to start thinking inward instead of blaming external forces about why I was sad, anxious, you know, angry, frustrated, things like that. And I started asking myself some hard questions and I've gotten pretty far with that. Then I kind of turned the podcast off because, you know, I was, I felt healed. I was on a path. I'm good. I'm doing all right. I think I solved it. And I did that until it wasn't there anymore. And the excitement started to drain I started to get sad, I started to get anxious, I started to ask some of those questions, and not even recently, but many months back, I probably could have turned the podcast right back on. Probably two months after I turned it off, I could have turned it back on saying, I'm back, we got things to solve still. <laughs> and so I am back, and I do have things to solve. But one of the things I've solved recently was, I've been laying in bed, and like I said, this spirit thing's been there. And I learned this little mantra from from uh, a little clip on YouTube, a little YouTube short. It was by this uh, very popular yogi kind of guy, uh, Sajaguru, or so yeah, something like that, I think is his name. And he said this little, he said this little thing, and he said, uh, and, I, and at, the, at that moment, I wasn't sleeping very well. And so I was actually Googling, trying to find ways to sleep better. And he came across with this thing, and he said, try this mantra, it'll help you sleep better. And basically he said, when you go to bed, for those eight to 12 minutes before you fall asleep, actively, you know, have your eyes closed and actively think or say it out loud through breaths. Uh, my body is not me and my mind is not me. And continue to say this. And he was talking about going to sleep in a wakeful state. And this would help you to, you know, have a rested sleep in like half the time. It sounded too good to be true. And honestly, I gave it a shot. And I did start sleeping better. He says you sleep like three to four hours and that's it. That's not true for me. I still sleep about six, seven hours. That's my natural happy amount of sleep. And uh, But I was sleeping better. But I kept doing the mantra every night. 
for a couple of weeks now I've been doing, I'd say I'm on week three, maybe going into week four of every night I go to bed and I lay there and when it's time to go to sleep, I close my eyes and I actually say it out loud under my breath with my breaths going in and my breath going out. I'll say, uh, my body is not me. My mind is not me. And as I've been doing that, I continue to think about it more and more and more. What is he talking about? If my body is not me and my mind is not me, then who am I talking to? And that's where I got to this idea of, is that the spirit? Am I talking to the spirit? And so while my eyes are closed and I'm staring, you know, into my eyelids, basically into the pitch black, I started to think, what if, what if what I'm looking at right now is the spirit? My eyes aren't looking outward. I'm not getting any external stimulus. While my eyes are closed, I'm looking into pitch black and I'm saying this mantra. And what if I'm speaking to the soul, to the spirit? And I was like, okay, well, if that's true, what does it have to say? And I'm serious, like this is the stuff I was thinking. I'm not just making this up for the podcast. I'm like, this is almost reminiscing uh, one of these nights a few nights, uh, a few weeks ago. And I was like, okay, well, if I'm speaking to the spirit, all right, I'm here. What is it saying? And that thought immediately came up. I want to be an actor. And I was like, all right, you, if, if I'm speaking to the spirit, and this is what you've been saying to me my whole life, like, what's up with this? What am I supposed to do with this? And, you know, I just, it, just kept, it just kept being there in my mind, this I want to be an actor. And I started to think about all the things that I am doing and the fact that I've never, I've never focused on this. But instead of focusing on this deep, scary passion, this interest, this desire, this internal desire that I don't know where it comes from, I can't find the initial seed of it. I didn't come up with it myself. Somehow it's been there. It was, it was planted somehow since childhood, because that's as far as it goes, I've had that. And I start to think like, for my entire adult life, once I fell into the career world and the betterment and the happiness and you should be happy and you should be this and that, and I know what bad choices I'm making and I know what good choices look like, I've been seeking guidance. I've been Googling nothing but productivity, self-awareness, personal development, professional development. I've been Googling all these things, hoping to find not just like an answer, but a perspective that clicks with me. And along the way, I've picked up little bits and pieces of things that better me in the short term, things I've taken on and made them a, a part of who I am. And they've, and they've helped me. These little bits and pieces have helped me. But at the end of the day, I'm never cracking the core. I'm never actually getting into it. The thing that I see with people that I admire that seems that they have cracked into their core and are living their truth. And that's what I started to think about when I was like laying there. I was like, I'm always surface level, trying to just kind of smooth edges off and find my happiness within it instead of really going deep and like cracking the core and like living my truth. And I was like, okay, well, if my truth, what is my truth? And the deepest, scariest idea that I have ever had is this, I want to be an actor. And I go, that must be my truth. It must be right there. It scares me to death. And then I think about in those productivity things, they always say the thing that scares you the most is the thing you probably should be doing. I was like, okay, well, this is the scariest thing to me. And then I thought about um, Marie Forleo saying like, when you, when you say something out loud, do you, do you open up and expand when you say it? The gut reaction, the instant reaction you get when you say it, do you open up and expand 
or do you kind of curl in and, and constrict? And when I say to myself, I want to be an actor, I like, I literally like my, like I bend backwards a bit. Like I, I open my arms. I, I lift my jaw, you know, I say it out loud. I want to be an actor and I'm saying it as if I'm announcing it, not secretly whispering it so that no one hears. I'm announcing it and it feels really, really good. That's kind of like how I knew I was like in onto something. And for whatever reason, maybe once again, feeling like my back is against the wall, which is why I've all, every time I've made my gut decisions in life to actually do what I want to do, it's always been when my back has been against the wall, not physically, not financially, nothing like that. Just, I personally feel stuck in the choices I'm making, and there is no other choice that I can think of right now that will better this, except for what my gut instinct is telling me. And then when I'm really stuck, when I'm really in that hole is when I say, screw it, I have nothing else to lose. Let's just do it already. And then I step into it, and then I get a little excited, and the universe starts to, I mean, it's so weird to say this stuff, the universe starts to work itself out. But dude, there is something. There's something to this whole thing. When I was, when I was going, when I didn't know what to do with college, I didn't want to work at the restaurant anymore, and I thought about the military, and I went that direction. The world opened up for me incredibly in that direction. I beat 300 people ahead of getting in. I got in. I did extremely well. I was very proud of myself. I deployed. I did very interesting things. The paths I went got me into an FBI internship. That got me uh, into a really unique program. I was doing all that. Everything was going great, but I was still unfulfilled. I still didn't feel challenged enough, but at least I was in an interest and I was going somewhere forward until I hit my wall. The next wall I encountered, I decided all I want to do is I want to build iPhone apps. It's the one thing I'm interested in when I'm not interested in anything else in my life. And as soon as I did that, the universe starts to do its magic because I'm moving forward. And I interviewed for a school that I absolutely loved. I went to that school. I succeeded. I helped build a, 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 an app in the cannabis industry. We had a half million dollars and we were off to the races. And I worked for GoPro. And now I've taught high school teachers and their students how to code for the last eight years. And I work for this app right now with a great teammate. And I'm doing all that and it's all worked out. And now I'm feeling, once again, I'm in this hole. I'm not being challenged enough. I'm not interested enough. I'm feeling unfulfilled. It's, it's there again. And now I'm laying here and I'm getting this next thought, this deeper thought. And this time, I think it's probably because I've done this twice now and I haven't gotten exactly where I want to go. I'm feeling extra frustrated. I'm feeling like I'm doing it, but I'm, not, I'm still not taking it as serious as I should. And that's when I was laying down. And that's when I was thinking about that spirit. Again, I'm starting to reach for just, I'm starting to reach for things outside of my realm, things that I'm okay with being scared of to step into. And I start stepping into that that internal monologue, that spirit thing, saying I want to be an actor. Instead of brushing it off or laughing it off or immediately dismissing it with some sort of logic that I've had in my head, I started to ask it questions. Why do you want to do that? What is this thing? Where does this come from? What, do you, what excites you about this? If you really want to do this, what do you imagine yourself getting to? What do you aspire to be with this? And I start to think, I'd love to be in a big film. I'd love to see myself in an actual impactful film, making a difference in someone's life based on the story that I'm helping act out on screen. I love the idea of being in some sort of impactful series. You go on a Netflix and you watch one and it helps change your perspective about things. I'd love to be the lead role in one of those stories. 
I think that would just be the coolest thing. And then I did immediately check myself real quick and I thought, okay, is this still as far as it goes? Or does it go even further to the source? Do you want to be the writer of the story that this then acted? Are you only going halfway because that scares you? And I think no. When I thought that far, I started to actually constrict a bit. It's not that I don't love writing. I love writing and I write every single day. I've written so much journals. Gosh, I have I, as, much, as much width as I have as books I read, I have that almost in journals on my shelf. I love writing. I love telling stories. I love this podcast because I get to share a story. But when I thought about should you go pursue and become the best writer you want to be, I started to constrict. I was like, no, I don't want that. That feels like the, like in my head, that almost felt like the easy way out again. Even though I'm interested in it, it's not that core thing. I was like, no, I want to be the one in front of the camera. I want to be the one to act out the idea. I want to be a part of that story. I want to contribute my experience, my emotions, and what I've learned to become the best actor. And I want to help portray that story to the audience. And that's where I've gotten to here. This is... This isn't just like, I think it would be cool. This is like, I'm supposed to be doing this. And I told my friend Kate, she's just, just a fantastic friend. And one of the things she asked as I was telling her this, and she was, she was excited to hear this. We've had many a conversation on her couch, just Friday night chilling out and having a lot of existential type, type conversations. She's so open and so vulnerable and so willing to share, which is awesome because so am I. I feel very comfortable talking to her. And one of the things she said was one of the obvious things, but she said it. And she said, like, like, if you don't do it, like, are you going to regret it when you're old? And I said, I honestly already feel regret that I haven't started already. And that's like, because like, like, I'm not young. I'm also not old. I'm 37. We're there. But I mean, let's call it the halfway point. And I'm like, I'm already feeling regret that I haven't stepped into this. I have to step into this. I have to do it. Not just because I have to know. I already know. I have to do, I have to become it, I have to be it. And not just, a, not just an actor, I wanna be one of the best. I wanna be the best. I wanna be the best person of, that I am of myself and work on impactful projects. Um, so that's where I'm at. That's the announcement and that's where it comes from. So just some follow-up uh, since then, since that, you know, not epiphany moment, but the moment that I said, okay, I'm leaning into it, I'm not dismissing it, I'm asking it questions and it's giving me answers. I started to do my research, as I do, and it always starts with a book with me. So I once again did my, my homage to, uh, you know, my, my journey to the bookstore, went to Barnes and Noble, and go up to the counter and I always say, can you point me in the direction of uh, this topic? And I said, you know, can you, can you show me where the books on acting are? And they were like, yeah, fourth floor over there in the corner. And I went up. And I saw it and I was like already immediately intimidated because I always am. I'm like, whoa, a lot of books on this topic. Okay, what do I pick? Can't buy them all. <laughs> Googled it and on the spot got a, got a suggestion, one called Sanford Meisner on acting. And so, okay, okay. This is one that people that are curious about acting should read. All right, so I grabbed it. Start reading it. It starts talking about, a th um, first off, he's an acting teacher. He'd been uh, taught by... Uh, this Russian dude named Stanislavski who invented like still to this day like modern method acting like acting as if you are acting in reality right acting as if you are living in reality and he then came to America and he taught Sanford Meisner and his group of friends how to do it as well and then they went on to do some really cool acts uh, some good performances and then as everyone kind of continued to step into the performing arts realm he stayed back 
and, uh, and stayed at the school. And for 56 years, he taught at this school called the Neighborhood Playhouse. That school is a 20-minute walk from where I live. I know. <laughs> Chilling, isn't it? And I read this at like page three of the book or something like that. And I was like, okay, Neighborhood Playhouse. So that's a school. Let me Google it. And I Google map. Uh, I knew it was in New York. I Google maps it and it was like, oh my God, it's like on 54th. I'm on 37th. It's like right freaking there. <laughs> so then I go and I look it up and, you know, you know, uh, there's a two year program uh, to do acting there. He, he's since passed, but they continue to teach his method, his, his way, his technique uh, through the school. And it's a two year program. It starts in September. It's December right now which is awesome, 10 months away. You have to apply to get in. It's a rolling admission process. And um, so I saw that, and then I saw what it costed. It's not cheap, like nothing's cheap, you know, for stuff like this. And I immediately was thinking, but here's the thing, Wade, like how can you possibly afford that? Like you're not a rich dude and you make good money, but how can you go to school full time and then also make good money in New York City, the most expensive city to live? Like how could you even possibly do that? And all of a sudden, right? It's like it's like it's starting to get dark, like the dream's starting to end. Oh, I got this far and here's the reason why I haven't done it. You know what I mean? And then I thought to myself, I wonder if like the the military uh, post 9-11 GI Bill would like pay for stuff like this. I know they pay for college and university, but would they pay for like acting school? So I go on their website and I start acting like I'm applying for, uh, you know, for to get the, the GI Bill, to get this uh, tuition assistance. And there's a spot to type in the school. And I'm like, okay. And I start typing in N-E-I-G-H and Neighborhood Playhouse appears in there, in the government's like, search results like neighborhood playhouse i'm like oh my goodness and i click on it and fill out the rest hit, hit submit and i see it pops up neighborhood playhouse tuition costs this much basic housing allowance you'll also get is this much you have 25 months of uh benefit left that you haven't used and i'm like get the heck out of here i have exactly the amount of time i need for the school that i dream to go to that I accidentally moved 20 minute walk from, and they will all but pay for the rent. My rent here is 3,500, they pay about 2,800 and change. So I'm like, I'm all but like 700 bucks a month away, and I have 10 months until that school would start. Wow, you have my attention. 10 months to save, to live on, and if I'm smart about it, 10 months to also get my budget in check before I would go, to be able to give myself enough runway to go all in full-time with that school and give it everything I gave the coding school, which was all in full attention and just crush it. Just go for it. <laughs> so when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, it's starting to click. It really is starting to click. So I start to read their website more and I'm reading more and more and more. And then eventually I get to this point where it says, and we even have a military uh, liaison to help you with this, uh, with this stuff, with this like using the GI Bill to get here. I'm like, so not only do they, does the government offer to pay for it, but the school is aware of that and they have support to help you pull it off. I've, ugh, I mean, that's the dream right there because it's always, it's always a mess when you work with the government and you try to get money from the government. It's always a mess. So it's really nice to have someone that understands this from the other perspective and can help you get it, help you make it happen. So I keep going. I'm still going forward here. And 
if you haven't noticed yet, I really like to make sure that I kind of have like all, everything that's within my control to research, I really wanna make sure I've got that part down pat for these sort of big life decisions. So I keep moving forward. And so I announced to my contract job first, I said, I wanna let you know, I'm gonna pursue acting. Um, you know, I, I, I think that I'm gonna do this, it's gonna work out, and then had some private conversations. And I said like, look, I don't know what this means, but if I get in, in September, I would start. Maybe that means we have a smaller contract. Maybe that means we take a break from this. I don't know, but we can talk about it later. Are you okay with that? And are you willing to have that conversation later? And they were like, yeah. I was like, huh, okay, awesome. And I talked to my boss uh, two nights ago. And we went out and had cocoa and I explained everything that I just explained again. I said, this is what I wanna do. Um, now this is my full-time job. And I was like, I'm really excited about this. If I do get in, you know, Maybe there's an opportunity here for like a smaller contract. Like I'm not, I'm not out of the, like I'm not out of it yet. I'm like, maybe there's an opportunity for like a small contract, something I can do that it has some flexibility that isn't too many hours. that isn't too much responsibility. Maybe like our social media moderation or something like that. She was like, you know, if it comes to that time, we'll figure something out. So all of a sudden I'm like, okay, so both jobs, I have two opportunities right there that if I need to do something at night, early in the morning, weekends, what have you, I have an out to be able to have a little bit extra income while I have 10 months to save if I get into that school. Okay, I can't think of anything else that I haven't covered in my like professional life and my current life right now. I'm like, okay, I have rent, I have savings, um, I have uh, the, the tuition, I have the jobs. Okay, all right. So then I start telling my friends, I told my family, which was an interesting conversation. It got not as much emotional excitement as I would, but I sometimes expect that when it comes to my parents, especially my dad. It's just the, the way he is. I, I drop big news like this, and I usually get like a cool or an okay. And then I tell it to my friends, and they're like, oh, my God, it's going to be like the best thing. You should totally do this. You know, It's like you, you get that extra support from the friends, which is, is all good. I'm not complaining about either. It's just like how they operate. So then I reached out to the school. And basically emailed them and said, you know, hi, my name's Wade. Uh, I'm, I'm diving deep here. This is what I want to do. I said, uh, I was in the FBI. I was in the military. I have this GI bill that I can use to pay for tuition. I want to apply. It also does seem like an elite program. It seems like a small number of people get in. I'm like fresh out of this thing and barely know what I'm doing. I'd love to talk to you, maybe take a tour of the school, maybe talk to your admissions department, and maybe get some advice on how to put my best self forward to be taken seriously for consideration when I apply. And so two days went by and they reached out to me. This, this guy, Daniel said, Hey, I'm Daniel. Uh, do you want to, do you want to like connect? I said, Oh my God, absolutely. He said, come by Friday. I'll give you a tour. We'll talk about things and we'll go from there. It's like, okay, we're doing it. <laughs> so tomorrow at 2 PM, I'm going to go toward the school and see what they have to say. I'm very excited, very much looking forward to this. And I mean, I'm gonna apply. I'm absolutely gonna apply. Uh, one thing that I've been looking up is part of the application process is you have to perform a one to two minute monologue. I've never done a monologue in my life unless you call the podcast the monologue. If so, I've got like 400 of these in, <laughs> like 400 of these in the bank. Um, but I think you have to you have to grab a scene from you know some some sort of performance and then perform it. So I've been like googling like what are good monologues to do? How do you choose one? 
And so I'm doing my research about what are some tips for success with that. And then also trying to think, well, based on who I am and my experience and what I bring to the table and what roles I think I could be cast in, what sort of monologues are out there that sort of fit that, that resonate with me that I could grab a hold of. And then maybe I'll choose that. And then I'll go back and be like, now, what do you actually do for a monologue? Am I copying this thing or am I putting it in my own words? What am I doing? Because I still don't know the answer to that. But like I said, when you want something, the beauty is that you're always action and research away. You just Google it and then you do it. And that's all I'm doing right here. So this is, like I said, season four, episode one of this podcast. What this podcast is going to be for the most part with I'm sure some curveball episodes in there because that's how I do. It's mostly going to be the journey into becoming a professional actor. I want to take you on this journey. I want to mark this down as the start of it so that in 20 years when I'm a master at this thing, I can go back and be like, and here's where it started. This December of 2022 is when I took the scariest thing I've ever had in my head and I started to water it, started to take action on it, started to let it grow. And we'll see where we get. That's what I had to share with you today. I hope you find that interesting. I hope you find this sort of stuff, I don't know if it's motivating or inspiring, but I really, really think that whatever it is, whether you're doing it or you're not, somewhere in there is a little voice and probably some, some something being said. It's probably quiet and it probably comes out in desperation or when you're alone at night. And it's just a little thing, and you probably, if you're anything like me, you dismiss it, you argue it away, you repress it, you laugh at it, you logically um, deduce it, all of these things, and you just push it away. And if you ever get real, real, real stuck, because I kind of think you have to, the way that it's worked for me is I always got to get stuck. I always got to be behind the eight ball, my back up against the wall, all the cliche terms. I always have to be stuck and feeling that I'm out of options except for my gut instinct. And then when I take my gut instinct for what it is and act on it, it it always seems to be that's when the world starts to work out in my favor. And I think that I'm not the only one that can do that. And it takes an incredible amount of bravery and a lot of desperation. So I say this not saying like, hey, tonight, do it, because you might not be there. You might not be stuck against the wall. So if you can take anything from this podcast, maybe just put this in your pocket. Maybe just put this in a file in the back there. Just remember the words. When you get stuck and you are up against the wall and you are feeling like you are out of options and you're in that voice in your head starts to come up and your gut instincts kind of like leaning you in a direction, don't dismiss that. Just, I'm not saying grab hold of it and pursue it and run with it and go crazy, but give it time to speak. Give it the spotlight for just a minute and talk back to it. Just ask whatever the next question might be. Don't start to argue it away. Don't tell it why it's saying what it's saying. You don't know that yet. Just ask it a follow-up question. I want to be an actor. What about being an actor excites you? You know, I, I, I say that. And then an answer starts to come up. And just listen to that. Listen to that answer. And ask yourself another question. And listen to that actually start to have a little bit of a conversation with yourself, which I think you're having a conversation with your spirit in those desperate moments when you are looking for a guide and you're hearing this voice that seemingly comes out of nowhere from within you. I think that is an answer and it might be the answer that you haven't been listening to for a very long time and it might just be the answer, okay? In 20 years, I'll let you know if that answer was correct for me. All right, with that being said, I hope you enjoyed that. 
This was a great little chat. 31 minutes. If you're still here, you are a trooper. I will talk to you in the next one. I love you. Have a good night. Bye.